This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the first week of Ordinary Time during our new year, 2021. Welcome, Your Excellency. Happy New Year. Good morning, good day, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Happy Ordinary Time. I always used to think that. <laughs> it's, it, it's great when we pull out all the Christmas decorations and, uh, and all the joy. But doesn't everything look nice and clean when we put it all away and we take that sigh of relief and we <laughs> return to living with the Lord? You know, it does give me a sigh of relief when I put away um, the many boxes of, of ornaments. My wife is quite the Christmas uh, decorator, so it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. indeed. Well, I can hear some road noise. Uh, where are you off to today? Yes, I, instead of calling in from uh, the makeshift studio in my office, I'm actually using the phone, um, hands-free, in the car, and I'm uh, making my way up to Youngstown. So today, a new bishop is being installed, actually ordained. He's a priest of the Diocese of Pittsburgh, um, Bishop-elect David Bonner, and he will be ordained a bishop and installed as the Bishop of Youngstown today. So... Today we have the completeness in the uh, state of Ohio. You, you know, we've had two dioceses open, and now, um, and now, happily, we have a new bishop in Cleveland, Bishop Lessig, and today a new bishop in Youngstown. Well, let's go back just a, a brief moment ago. You were installed as the bishop of di- the Diocese of Columbus. What went through your mind as you were driving uh, to um, uh, to the? To the cathedral for your installation. Um, yeah, it, it's an exciting time. It's it, it, there's, there's a tug of the heart when you're first coming because you're leaving behind um, something familiar and um, people you love, and yet there's something new and exciting in where the Lord is calling you, um, uh, and so there's a little bit of nervousness because. Um, like me, this, for him, this is something new. I've been a bishop already as an auxiliary, but this is the first time I was asked to take on the responsibility of a, of a diocese. So this nervousness, um, but I'll tell you something, that all quickly subsides because you realize the strength and the support of so many people, of the priests, uh, of the deacons and religious, and of, of so many people, um, that that is evident right from the start. So I hope that he'll experience that the same way I did coming here to Columbus. And um, it, for me, uh, there's no looking back. Uh, I keep up. With, you know, I had a fun time looking at Christmas cards and keeping in touch with people from New York, from Long Island, but. Um, there's not a single part of me that wants to turn back. Uh, you, you become enmeshed, immersed, I should say, in the life of of this of the diocese. I'm sure the same will happen to him. Um, and uh, God indeed is good. You're listening to Bishop Robert J. Brennan uh, for the Diocese of Columbus as he's um, uh, joining the, our new bishop that will be installed today in Youngstown, Bishop David Bonner. You know, we start this new year, Bishop Brennan, and uh, the new year, from a secular perspective, allows us to kind of reprioritize our lives. And you've been talking about for several months, um, if 
not just since the first day of your installation, about the importance of being a disciple of Christ. And you'll be talking a lot about that throughout this year. What does it mean to be a disciple of Christ? Very simply, it means, the, the word discipleship means to, to follow, to be a follower, and to walk with him, to listen to him, to allow him to teach us, form us, change us, and um, and and to love his, his gospel. So to be a disciple of Christ means really to want to know and love Jesus. And, and so um, that's a great grace. That, that's a, 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 you, you couldn't ask for anything better. Um, uh, so today um, we're looking ahead to next week's readings. Those readings in the first part of the new year generally take us to those early days of Jesus' ministry, his public ministry, and so we hear the call of the first disciples in the Gospel. We hear John's account of, of the call of the, of the disciples. And many of those uh, disciples were fishermen. I'll give you five characteristics of fishermen, and you can select one of those that, that, um, that you'd like to talk to us about today. Uh, fishermen learn, they're patient, they're determined, they have instinct, and they have imagination. Any of those sit with you? Indeed, they, they all do. First of all, yes, you learn. You're constantly studying, right, as a fisherman. Um, but I, I kind of go with the patience. You have to, uh, I, I'm not a good fisherman because I like <laughs> movement. <laughs> I yeah. like movement. Sometimes you have to sit there very, very patiently and just um, allow things to happen. Um, so, uh, and you know what? Going along with that patience, fisherman, and I think of Peter on this one. Fisherman means that life isn't always about success. That it means sometimes, you, a lot of the time, you come up empty. And, um, and, and be, being patient, and as you say, sticking with it, um, being persistent. Um, it's those, those traits um, do come into the, the role of discipleship because we, we need to listen patiently to the Lord. And it's not like, you know, every once in a while the Lord's going to do something amazing where the fish are going to practically come jumping into the boat. But a lot of the times it means coming up empty and realizing that those moments of coming up empty are actually in themselves moments of grace. You see, those times that Peter's attempts failed were the best moments in his life as a fisherman. You know, because Bishop Bishop Brennan, uh, I've heard a lot, yes. a lot of people say that they feel really torn with the per, uh, pervasiveness of social media and media in general, that they just feel like they're being rocked in the boat left and right and pulled in different directions. But to be a fisherman, you're in the boat. You have to be in the boat waiting the, the, the catch of the fish and, and like you said, be, be patient. Um, do, you, do you find that many people that come to you are feeling pulled in so many different directions? Uh, yes, absolutely. We all do. I feel it. I, 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 I feel it at times. And, um, and people do feel that uh, in many ways. And you're right. The fisherman has to sit in the boat, you know, so you're still patient and persistently doing what you're supposed to be doing, but 
you've got to move where the boat's moving, right? You, you can't you can't fight the pushes because otherwise, either you'll end up overboard or the whole thing will go topside, right? <laughs> um, you have to you 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 realize it. We we don't only go out on calm waters. We go out on the rocky waters, but but we go with the Lord. Go with the Lord, and um, and and He He leads us, and and He helps us in that patience. Um, yeah, it's it's true. You know, you talk about social media, and as as you know, and I'm not knocking social media, but the climate today, everywhere, and it's, social media is just reflecting what's going on internally. Um, it, it is so. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's so electric. It's, it's so fragile. You, you, you know. I think it possibly we, we, as followers of Jesus Christ, are called to be messengers of peace and instruments of peace in a world that's gone kind of crazy. That's somewhat politically very divisive. Um, we've seen some very unfortunate events, and 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 many of us feel in different directions but there's a call that the Lord gives us to peace to be instruments of his grace and to look to him and only to him uh, I think one if, if the lesson of the last year has taught us that is that we only our, it's only trusting God that we can count on it's only in God. Um, there are many things that God gives us to help us along the way, and but if we put our trust in political leaders, in money, in power, in even in health, all of that's fleeting. It's all good and useful, but if that's where all our eggs lie, we're in serious trouble. It's the Lord. He's, and and that, there's where discipleship comes in. You know, when you think about it, we'll hear about the call of Peter and Andrew. Um, Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. He was looking for something different. Andrew already sensed in his life that not everything was right, that there had to be something more, something different. That drew him to John the Baptist. But then John the Baptist said, now there's the Lamb of God. He points to Jesus. There's who you need to be putting all your hope in, all your trust in. Are you ready to do it? And Andrew went and spoke to Jesus. He said, Master, where do you stay? And he said, come and see. There's the beginning of discipleship. And it, and then they, he, what does Andrew do? He goes home and he tells his brother, um, Peter, there's missionary discipleship. He gets right on the uh, on the job. And he, and he shares this encounter with Jesus. There's our trust. Only Jesus. And, and what do Peter and Andrew do? They leave everything that's familiar with to them. Everything that's familiar to follow Jesus. And it doesn't mean that the road is going to be smooth and easy, but they're going to find that there's something greater within them than they ever imagined possible because they're doing this, making this journey with Jesus himself. He, there's, our, there's the focus of our hope and trust. Bishop Brennan, if um, if we're listening now and we feel as if this is 
a new beginning. Today needs to be a new beginning in our life. To be a disciple of Christ, like St. Andrew when he was called, and and to drop what we've been doing and, and starting in a new direction, what kind of advice would you give us? It, it really is to look to the Lord. Um, I'll, I'll give you a piece of advice that I give often, especially give it to young people. But um, really, the, the main ways to know Jesus, of course, are to encounter him in the Eucharist, but also to encounter him in his word. And quite honestly, there's nothing more powerful than reading the gospel faithfully reading the gospel. Now, we're called to, to encounter the Lord in the whole of God's Word in the Bible. But um, I, I, I often say, if you want a place to start, and this year we're in the, the, the cycle B, which is the reading of the Gospel of Mark. Read Mark's Gospel. Mark gets right to the point. He doesn't, there, is, there are accounts in Matthew and Luke, some of the favorite stories, and those are important, and I eventually get to those. But if you want a place to start, discipleship, missionary discipleship, hear the invitation of Jesus, come and see. And where do you come and see? Go to the Gospel. And just read the Gospel of Mark. And do it in, in, in different ways. If you can take a day or two and just set aside a couple of hours, it's not a long Gospel to read. You could just read through it continuously, one or two, over a day or two. And then go back to it and read it slowly. And what I mean by read it slowly, I don't mean labor over every word. I mean just read a little story. I, I, I say, you know, take, take note of the italics at the beginning of every story, you know, um, uh, the, the, the baptism of Jesus, and then there's maybe one or two paragraphs underneath it. Um, just read those accounts and, um, and, and let the Lord speak to you. We, we spoke about social media. Read those little stories and treat them like people treat social media today. You know, a simple posting. Here's what I did today. Um, or, or here's, here's where I'm asking you to walk with me today, Jesus is saying. Um, so read it whole and then read it in part. I can't think of a better way to come to know Jesus. And then, of course, to love Jesus, meet him in the Eucharist. And as we get closer with the vaccine and the things, now hopefully over these next months, we'll see our church is full and full return and a return to activities. But in the meantime, we're still taking life very carefully. But let's try to encounter him in the Eucharist. And if you haven't been able to go and and prudently watching, you know, staying home and watching your, your distancing, maybe come to him on a, on a weekday. Let's try to start to introduce that encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist in, um, in, in ways that are right and safe for us and our families. Sound good? Is, good? is that good advice? That's beautiful advice. You're listening to Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, during his weekly faith dialogue here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Could you close us with a prayer and a blessing, Bishop Brennan? Yes, in fact, I'll use the blessing that's read on New Year's Day from the Book of Numbers, and I'll ask you please pray for uh, 
soon to be Bishop Bana and for the Church of Youngstown uh, today, and let's ask God's grace on us in the Church in Columbus. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with kindness and grant you his peace. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and your families. Remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Have safe travels, Bishop Brennan. And coming up next is Living the Catholic Life. 